It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Hey, welcome back to the National Security Hour, America Out Loud dot, America Out Loud dot news now, talk radio network on iHeartRadio, the voice of freedom, the out loud truth, military and intel experts. America Out Loud talk radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can also hear us on the media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps on Apple, Android, Alexa. That's AAA. We stream 24-7. And now you can hear them on the podcast on the same apps. All of our shows go to podcasts. Typically one to two days after the broadcast is heard on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and many, many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the National Security Hour on Apple Podcasts for us. Remember, Monday to Friday, 7 p.m., military and intel experts. Remember, make sure to make America Out Loud news your daily stop for news 24-7 and happenings. Hey, with liberty and justice for all, Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike, back on Monday with you. And today we have a special guest. What is he? he hasn't been on the National Security Hour since we came on. We had to find him in his bunker. And guess what? We did. We want to welcome Colonel Lawrence Sellen, who, if you're watching Twitter, this guy monitors the CPP and the border just as good as anybody. In fact, I don't think there's anybody better but him and Jan, Michael Jan. Colonel Sellen, welcome to the National Security Hour. Oh, thank you very much. It's always an honor to be on with the two mics. Thank you, sir. All right, where would you like to go? Would you like to start with the border? Because we have a big problem with Congress not having a, a house. And then we could talk about anything on international, sir. Yeah, we could start with the border. I, I've been monitoring what's been happening on the border uh, from the perspective of, of China. Uh, it, it, it related to two aspects, actually. Uh, the the first aspect is the what I call the, the Chinese fifth column in the United States. And this has been developing over at least four decades where China has been sending uh, their professionals in particular to the United States uh, to be trained. And uh, what they do is uh, they, they access uh, American uh, skills, knowledge, and technologies and bringing back to China. But there's other uh, another very large portion of these Chinese who have been coming over for 40 years. They stay in the United States. They get positions. They even become uh, U.S. citizens. Uh, yet they remained uh, loyal to the Chinese Communist Party. And this is what I call the Chinese fifth column in the United States. And it is really the fabric uh, uh, through which or by which these uh, Chinese illegal aliens who are coming across the uh, southern border of the United States uh, are finding homes. They're essentially being supported, uh, not just when they arrive in the United States, but there's also support elements all along the invasion route, which starts in Quito, Ecuador, and uh, runs through Colombia and, and other countries in, in Central America, uh, through Mexico and into the United States. So they have, uh, they get information about, for example, hotels and how they can access uh, money along the way. Uh, they have points of contact uh, for the hotels and other points of contact who are connected to the uh, Chinese Communist Party uh, as they make their journey up 
uh, to the U.S. southern border. They also have immigration lawyers. Uh, these are Chinese immigration lawyers who came to the United States, and some of them are probably U.S. citizens who are providing uh, immigration advice uh, once they get into the United States. But some of them have law offices along the, this invasion route. So as these Chinese are coming in, and I'm getting actually uh, access to uh, information about, you know, who is coming. I, I get their names, I get their Chinese passport numbers, and I'm developing a list of these these people who are coming in. And many of them uh, are Chinese military and Chinese military or Chinese intelligence people who are coming in with these uh, Chinese illegal uh, aliens. Also, criminals are coming in China, sending their, their criminals into the United States. But I think we can assume that uh, basically all the Chinese that are coming in illegally through the southern border are people who can be controlled by or, or are loyal to the Chinese Communist Party. So you have those two elements, as I said in the beginning, you have this fabric of a Chinese fifth column in the United States, which provides the support for these people coming in illegally across the border. And this is, uh, to me, it's, 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 it's dynamite. You know, these are people who can, can conduct uh, subversive activities or even sabotage in the United States. Uh, and it's a real national security problem for us. That's a you no. Know, there's no question. And current, I don't know if you mentioned you see you've seen the news in the last week. We just uh, uh, miraculously decided that we need to have another hundred and fifty thousand visas for people from Ecuador, families coming in. So I'm wondering, are these the real Ecuadorians or are they Chinese? You know, with Ecuadorian passports, I have no idea. All I know is, you know, this is the back door. But for years, I worked with the front door, which was the Sevis F-1 visa with the universities. And you know how that's been operating. For 15 years, they've been bringing them in the front door. Well, I, that's that's absolutely right. Uh, I, I have particular knowledge about the, the scientific, science, Chinese scientists who have been coming to the United States. And many of these Chinese scientists are People's Liberation Army scientists, and, and many mm -hmm. of them have come to the United States uh, and, and remained. So you, you can, uh, it is a process of what I call a scientific chain migration. What hap happened uh, was that in the late 1980s, and in particular in the 1990s, these Chinese scientists were, would come to the United States, establish themselves in the United States, become citizens, get uh, National Institutes of Health funding, and then they started inviting their fellow Chinese scientists to come over. As as you know, this is the chain migration aspect, and also many of these. Uh, uh, you know, subsequent waves of Chinese scientists have been People's Liberation Army or People's Liberation Army trained scientists. So these are now embedded in the United States. Many of these Chinese scientists over, you know, decades not only have been funded by ANAH, but use that funding to collaborate with Chinese scientists. And many of the Chinese scientists they've been collaborating with are from the People's Liberation Army. So essentially, the U.S. taxpayer has been funding China's research and development program, including the research and development program of the Chinese military. Dr. Mike. Unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, I don't see any way to unravel it. Uh, Colonel, do you? It's a, 
it's so embedded in this country in the educational system in the computer system in in science generally in the universities you almost have to have a a, a, a collect, collect them up and ship them back there's so many of them what do we what do we do well, we do what you just said. <laughs> you, you know, what, what first you have to identify the people and you identify what they've been doing in particular. Uh, who are these Chinese scientists who have been risking U.S. national security by working with the People's Liberation Army? And I've I've identified many of these and, and you know, have a load of evidence, you know, ha a, about what they've been doing with the Chinese military. So, you know, you can track their, their uh, public Locations. You can see how they're spending the U.S. taxpayer dollars, the research money that they're getting from NIH. You can uh, uh, you can figure out who who they've been working with in China. So th it, it, there's a way to document uh, what these people have been doing, and I think an argument can be made that. Uh, you know, they can be shipped back, especially if even if they're U.S. citizens who've taken an oath of allegiance in the United States uh, falsely. That they're not, uh, they they have no allegiance to the United States. Their allegiance is with the Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese military. So you can actually begin to ship these people back. Uh, and I, I think for the sake of national security, we're going to have to do a lot of that. And this is in particular now, it has become more acute because you have these uh, Chinese military and Chinese intelligence uh, people, some of which I know who they are have come to the United States and established themselves in this uh, Chinese fifth column uh, network in the United States in places like uh, Flushing, New York, which is very, very pro uh, uh, CCP. Uh, and they're embedded there now. And I, you know, I've picked up uh, some of their activities. They're actually having meetings with other uh, Chinese uh, in in the community, and uh, you know, I'm wondering what you know. I don't know what they're talking about, but I I know who they met with, and I know where they met. And one is wondering if they're creating cells now. I mean, they've just been in the United States a few months, and it looks like they're already organizing uh, operational cells in the United States. So uh, this is an acute national security problem, you know, as well as a long term one. And not only that, they're buying land around military bases, and the people in those states are now getting upset about this. They're saying, why is this a sovereign nation within our state? That's a terrible thing to have. Oh, absolutely. And that's uh, one thing I haven't mentioned yet. The, the Chinese have infiltrated the U.S. real estate industry. And what the, 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 that's one of the ways that they use it is to gain property. And I have specific examples of them, Chinese who have just come over. I don't even know if they're U.S. citizens yet, but they're operating within the real estate market uh, in areas uh, that uh, have, uh, you know, sensitive military installations like Pearl Harbor, for example. I've, I've identified a, a group of Chinese that have bought pr properties that overlook uh, Pearl Harbor and the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command and also at the front gate of Fort Shafter. So, uh, you know, it's not just that in the Hawaiian Islands that they're operating. They're also buying properties, uh, you know, residential properties or land uh, that are very close to uh, U.S. military installations. So this is this is happening uh, routinely through the 
the real estate industry and also the real estate industry uh, provides a way to, uh, you know, move people uh, and money that is, you know, Chinese people and Chinese money, uh, you know, throughout the United States. So I know a lot or a number, I shouldn't say a lot, but a number of uh, Chinese nationals who are in the United States now, who I, I have uh, strong reason to believe that they're intelligence operatives, and they've been moved uh, into the United States and sanitized through various aspects of, of, of real estate activities. We used to be good at this game, Colonel Sellen. How did this happen? I, you know, that's a very, very good question. I, I, in the old days, old days, you know, maybe re as recently as ten or fifteen years ago, the Central Intelligence Agency was was focusing on, uh, on our enemies. Uh, but you know, since Barack Obama and and subsequent to to his administrations, it appears that the, the CIA is focused more on on domestically, you know, looking harassing and and spying on uh, mothers who are, are complaining at uh, school board meetings and things like that. So I think the yeah, focus the, the has domestic shifted away terrorists, from their, yeah, from their domestic terrorist extremists. All of a sudden, you know, we're domestic terrorists and extremists, but we have to flip the tab for hundreds of billions of dollars for wars around the globe, which I think is crazy. Yeah, you know, I, I wonder. You go ahead, sorry, Dr. Oh, no, sorry, I was just going to say, Colonel. Lee. The the description I think you, you, you the description you just uh, provided us is is both brilliant and true, and it suggests a degree of treason within not only the national government but state governments, local governments, individuals in the real estate industry, and people who know what this is about, and they're 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 facilitating it. Oh, you're absolutely right, Dr. Mike. And, and an example of that is what's going on in Texas. You know, they're building this huge area, residential area near Houston, uh, specifically for illegal aliens. And it, and it turns out, I guess, within the last 24 hours, there was a news report that uh, the, the people involved in that are, are Republican state legislators. In the state, oh my god! In the in the state of Texas, and and two in particular, I can't recall their names, but you can look it up online. Uh, it was just reported uh, in the last day or so, and and these uh, Texas Republican legislators have been directly involved in the development of these of this in particular this very very large residential area. Uh, for illegal aliens, uh, I think it's north of Houston, or at least very close to to Houston. So, uh, you know, there are, there are traders in our midst. It's an industry, you know. It's almost like an industry. There's so many of these people that are making money on the side from the Chinese, and I don't know if that's the result of the way our education system has broken down. It's probably partly that, but it's probably just the overwhelming greed of of our society. Yeah, I, I certainly greed has a lot to do with it. Uh, you know, th these two Texas state legislators who were allegedly involved in the development of, you know, maybe a residential area for 100,000 illegal aliens, including, you know, Chinese illegal aliens. Uh, you know, that that's to me is, is, is just, you know, treason and, and greed. Uh, and, I, you know, I think a lot of people go into politics, you know, for that reason. We have a, a 
that a man is sitting in the White House now, who, in my opinion, is illegitimate uh, president who is, you know, appears to be bought by China and, and Ukraine and, and perhaps other countries. Well, that's exactly correct, sir. I, I, All right, I, we have the last couple of minutes coming up. Mike, Colonel Sullen, would you be able to stay a few more minutes for another segment? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. We're coming up on the last couple of minutes before we go to commercial. There's so much to talk about. We're so happy to have you back on. I know you're traveling and you're watching a lot of things. You're, And we could talk about some of the uh, controlled opposition that the Chinese are using within the media in our country, not just mainstream media, but what we think is uh, our fellow uh, alternative media. We could discuss some of that stuff, too. Mike, if you could do it in a minute before I go to commercial, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, for people who are listening to this section of our program, have you heard one word out of any mouth in the American Congress or Senate or the administration about any of these problems? Uh, threats? Absolutely no, not. Not a Absolutely word. not. Not a All word. All you're hearing about is who's going to be the speaker and how we're going to give hundreds of billions of dollars to places around the globe and have homeless people in San Francisco, New York City, Wherever you want to look, they're there under the bridge, right down the road from the White House, homeless. Hey, we're coming up to the commercial. Don't forget, visit the sponsors. It's the National Security Hour, Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. East Coast time. Military and intel experts. Dr. Mike and I try to get on every Monday. Sometimes it ain't going to be Monday, but you'll get us. Just go right to the podcast on the National Security Hour. So here we go. We're going to go to the commercial, and we're happy to have with us Colonel Lawrence Sellen. We're going to talk about his background when we come up on the other side. So we'll see you on the other side. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD.
Hey, welcome back to segment two. You're on the National Security Hour with Dr. Michael Shoya and your other host today, Colonel Mike. So this segment we're bringing on, it's been a great conversation so far. This segment we're bringing on General Thomas McEnery, who's one of the members. He's leading member of the National Security Hour, which is Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. East Coast time on America Out Loud. Dot news, America Out Loud. Dot news. General McInerney, come on and tell us what you want to talk about. We have one segment ready for you, sir. Well, Colonel Mike, Doctor Mike, I think we need to discuss a couple of things, but the most important is Israel and what's going on over there. Uh, unfortunately, the U.S. Uh, did not enforce the embargo on Iran, so Iran has now got eighty billion dollars more than when uh, to the sale of oil, which has enabled them to fund both Hamas and Hezbollah, Hezbollah being in Lebanon. And of course they funded and helped direct the uh, attack on Israel on 7 October. Now, if anybody doesn't understand that, then they don't understand anything. The, The fact is, that was a brutal attack, the most since the Holocaust on the uh, Jewish people. Uh, we are now seeing them use air power campaign because they must destroy Hamas. Now, that's easier said than done because the Gazans, rightly or wrongly, whether they like them or not, have been supporting Hamas. And even if they didn't like them, they wouldn't have any choice or otherwise they'd be killed. But the fact is, in President Biden's speech, he talks about giving $100 million to Gaza. Well, that's going to go directly into Hamas. I mean, it's not even a a give or take. Uh, You also have the uh, $6 billion loan that's in the bank in Qatar uh, to go to Iran. That is insane. We are funding this war against ourselves. And I think it's extremely important that we recognize this and we recognize what President O'Biden has been doing. Uh, All these things, as we have talked about, Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike, from from the day he took office of uh, giving up our energy independence to open borders, We've got 8 million people that have come in. People are talking about six or seven. There are too many people that have come in that we don't know about. So I use the number 8 million. And uh, I've heard a number that we're going to be getting a million a month in the coming months. We cannot- General McInerney, this is the fall of America, the American empire, America. And let me tell you, cooler heads are prevailing today. Right now in Cairo Live, we have information Mike and I, this morning, we got a, a text message. Uh, the Gulf members and other nations, other European nations, are sitting down in Cairo at the request of Sisi to talk about how to solve this and get it over with and get it out of the way. We don't have anybody. We have no leadership. We have the collapse of America. This money is going to terrorists. It's, if I read, Listen, of all the places, Iran is funding Hamas. Iran is funding Hezbollah. They're creating havoc through the world. It it doesn't take a genius, General McInerney, to see where we are. Dr. Mike, go ahead. 
Well, I just think, you know, it's the supreme example of uh, irrelevancy. There's nothing going on in, in Israel or Hamas that's relative to us. We have uh, 4,000 miles of the Atlantic. We have to worry about only, uh, you know, atomic attacks from China or Israel or, or Russia. It, for 50, for 75 years, we have gotten ourselves involved there with things that are irrelevant to us as long as we're energy independent. And we could have been since the end of the war till now. And uh, th this is an insanity that's going on, you know, but they're going to fight to the death. It doesn't make any difference what we do. It may, if, if Israel wipes out the Hamas people, they'll, somebody else will take their place. We have, we have, by our support for Israel, we have kept the Middle East in turmoil for 75 years. And uh, to me, it's a pox on all their houses. It's a, it, but the general's right. We we are paying for our own destruction here. Uh, the Israelis are arrogant, uh, and, and uh, apparently they they suffered a defeat. And now they're trying to drag us into that war. And and for that idiot in, in the White House has sent Marines. He sent Army people. He sent two carrier task force. Mike, Mike, I don't think he's. I don't think it's a, just a dragon. I think we want to go in there because you remember this is a this is a diversion from the front headlines of him and his son and his family. He'll do anything, anything to get them off the front page. Yeah. You know, include I'm go sorry, ahead, General. What what I think, though, is, uh, Dr. Mike, that we must support Israel. We don't need to go in there. But this is a bigger picture. Um, it has been the uh, Obama, of course, rationale to, uh, to want to use, uh, to build up Iran, to make Iran the hegemon. And uh, because he is the puppet master still, Obama's running it all. He has, he has created this problem. Now, we don't have to go in there, in all honesty, except you you saw what happened with that uh, cruiser, or not the cruiser, but the destroyer that fired on uh, uh, the missiles. There were four missiles and... Uh, A couple of drones, I think. Fifteen drones. Fifteen drones. Now, I just saw a report and sent it out to you that that could have come from a Chinese base in Djibouti. They, we don't know yet, but the fact is those missiles and those drones could have been going towards the uh, Ford task force that's in the Mediterranean, or they could have been going after uh, Israel. Uh, the point is, the Iranians are trying to expand it. Now, if China did that, and we'll be able to find out, we should know right now, Dr. Mike, you know that. We can tell from uh, our satellites if they came out of where they came from. They're, they're being coy about it right now. But the, the point is, what we are doing is, is enabling Israel to defend. We do not have to go in there at all. They can take care of it, and they are doing it. But to say, and I believe we need to destroy Hamas, I just don't know how to do it. How do you destroy Hamas when you go in if the population is receptive to any radical Islamist, and that's what this is, 
radical Islam that wants to, because of the Quran, wants to kill all the Jews. Now, that is not acceptable to us. Oh, and, wait a minute. Uh, you know, Christians are not, uh, are not removed either. They'll kill anybody they have to. This is coming right out of Tehran, capital of Tehran. There's a whole operation, Hezbollah and Hamas, all of it. Yeah. Now, look, let, let's put it this way. Trump had them tamped down. The Iranians had $4 billion in reserves when Trump left because he kept the oil embargo on them. And I think that's what we've got to go back to doing. But it, it, it's a deliberate attempt by Obama to resurrect and make Iran the hegemon in the region. And he's, he's, he's sure as hell doing it, I'll say that. Go ahead, Mike. Well, at, at the end of the day, General, I, I'm, uh, I, I think we've nursemaided uh, Israel long enough. They play us, they own our Congress, they play us like a, probably bribing them with our own money. It, you know, I'm sick of the Holocaust uh, business. We have a Holocaust here in this country of 62 million unborn children. Now, why should we be fight, not fighting those who executed that Holocaust instead of one that happened 40 years ago, as terrible as it was, uh, it, it shrinks in, in uh, importance to, to the, what, what they did and what was supported largely by Jewish Americans and, and other liberals, um, the butchering of 62 million babies in this country. The, the, you know, it's just, it's, if we pulled out, let them kill each other. You know, that's what, if, if Israel goes into Gaza, they'll, they'll conduct a Holocaust of their own. Not not only because they don't care about they don't regard they regard Palestinians as humans or as not human, but because it's going to be uh, urban warfare, and they can get away with it because it's such a hard kind of war to fight. It, it you know a pox on them. The greatest thing we could do is just get out. No, I disagree with you violently, Doctor Mike. Uh, That's okay, John. People. Most people do. Yeah. Well, the fact is, is uh, you can do both. The abortion issue is entirely different than the uh, foreign relations and having a stable. We had the uh, uh, accords in uh, going very well, and this was done because it looked like Israel and Saudi Arabia were going to sign an agreement. Well, this is what and, this is what set it off, General. He, uh, uh, yeah. what's his name? Netanyahu was at the UN. I watched it. He showed what was going on about the Abraham Accords. Then he flipped the chart over. You could see it on YouTube. I can put the link in the show. And he said the only thing that's holding us back is the Palestinians. And they were, he was talking about all this. And immediately in Tehran, they saw that and they said, "We got to do something." We're not going to let this expand. They did not want Saudi Arabia to join in. That's what that's what set this off. And the other thing is, the Israelis dropped the ball. It was a holy day. That, Colonel Mike, why is that? Why did they drop the ball? That? Why? Well, why? I, why did I, I didn't want that. The reason Iran did not want the Abraham Accords to include Saudi Arabia is because. Saudi Arabia protects the two holy cities. And yes. that would mean Islam and Judaism were, were compromising. That's mm -hmm. what they did not want. That's what keeps this going. 
And so, and so uh, our problem is, is to let the Israelis survive. I'm going to be very interested to see what Sissy is able to get done over there. But all of them must understand Iran should not be the hegemon. And the sooner we get rid of the mullahs, and that could be done uh, with the uh, Arab help, uh, and, and you could get stability uh, in the long run, in my opinion. Well, That's the only hope. I never would have believed we could have gotten the Abraham Accords going as well as we have. Well, here's here's the deal. If if the mullahs are gone, it frees 80 million people. I don't think it's our job. I think the Middle East could work it out, however they do it. But I think once the mullahs are gone, 80 million people in Iran will be free. They may have some kind of quasi-democracy. Again, we have to worry about our democracy. We're very fragile. We're very splintered. Okay, and I enjoy watching what's going on on the Hill because that's part of our democracy. That's part of our republic debate. We don't like this guy. We don't like that guy. All of a sudden now it's an urgent thing. We have to have a speaker because we have to spend one hundred billion dollars. How about we spend one hundred billion dollars in East Palestine, Ohio? How about we spend one hundred billion dollars in Flint, Michigan? You know, we got to think about this country. If the Democrats and the Republicans up on the Hill don't see that we know they're the uniparty and they're destroying this country. And I don't know what they're thinking about. General, you're going to get the last few minutes here. Well, uh, look, our greatest threat is from internal, as we have talked about before, Colonel Mike and Dr. Mike. Uh, we have brought in 8 million. By the time finishes, it can be 10 million. There have been these containers that weapons have been brought in. We've got cities just north of uh, Houston, that are all being formed with these foreigners, these illegals. We have a major problem here, as you're saying, and we've got to focus on it. But this administration is deliberately doing that. And until the American people recognize what is going on here and hold those people accountable that are behind all this, and that's Obama, that's Clapper, that's Brennan et al., Look at what the Department of Justice is doing, going after a former president. They are not trying to hide it anymore. So we, the American people, have got to take this country back, and we've got to get a legitimate election, which the mainstream media, Fox News and Newsmax, will not acknowledge was stolen in 2020. And I rest my case. Well, they're, they're looking for budgets right now in the Senate how they're going to house these people coming across the border. They're asking for $100 million or something to house these people. No. How about we give $100 million to our own people? Mike, we got the final three minutes. Go for it. Well, I, I you know, I, I disagree, General, on, on uh, we will agree to disagree. I think the, the, the Holocaust in many ways in our country is much more, um, uh, uh, much more of a disaster, of a catastrophe, and a, of a sin, if you will, than whatever Hitler did. It's small, it, it was irrelevant to us. This one is right here at home. We destroyed how many generations of coming Americans and how many Einsteins were in that or, or uh, uh, you know. Madam Curry's, Clara yeah, Barton's. Who, who knows, who knows, but they're all dead. And you all right, talk about the border, Mike. Tell us your opinion on the border. We only got a couple of minutes. Yeah, the, the border is, is, is a military job, sir. It's too late to put into the uh, to put the wall up. We'll have to eventually put a wall up, but we've got to start rounding these people up 
and pushing them back across the border if we have to. There's no other way to do it. I don't know if there's another uh, entity that could do it but the military. But we've got now most of our military, it seems, deployed elsewhere. And uh, we're, 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 it's always been odd to me that the American government doesn't have a plan to defend its own border with the U.S. military. But I, I guess that's a, I am, I'm a weak thinker. Nine hundred eighty billion dollars. We can't defend the border. We have we have governors on the border who won't deputize the Americans who have weapons to take these people and send them back. Shoot over the head and then do whatever you got to do after that. Give them the warning shot. Well, look, uh, they're they're both valid concerns and uh, and that's what we've got to do is close the border down that's why i've got a huge problem with what the republicans in the house are doing they ought to be closing the border down and uh, it's a violation of our constitution it absolutely is, absolutely we've got this president and uh, obama that have both committed treason and it's something we can talk about separately. All right, let's do that on the next time on National Security Hour. General McInerney, it was so great for you to join us on this segment of the National Security Hour. We're on Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike, your host today, one of our members of the National Security Hour, joined us. Thomas McInerney was so happy when he comes on. And you could find him weekly on the National Security Hour, 7 p.m. Eastern. And don't forget, we're coming up on commercial. We got some great products. You're going to want to listen to that. Don't forget, a little sniffle here, a little sniffle there, a little wellness here, a little wellness there. And then as soon as we go to commercial, we'll see you on the other side. Don't forget, stay tuned, 7 p.m., Monday to Friday. Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike on today, your host, and we'll be back right after the commercial. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. 
The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back. You're on with Colonel Mike and Dr. Mike, National Security Hour, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Friday, where you hear the voice of freedom with liberty and justice for all on AmericaOutloud.news. Welcome back, Colonel Sullivan. Just give us a little bit of your background and let's go right to who's the spies in America, basically. Go ahead. Uh, yes, I uh, actually had two careers, a civilian career and a military career. Uh, my civilian career, I, I received a, a doctoral degree in human physiology from med medical school uh, and then went on to have a, a, a research career, medical research, both clinical and, and basic research. Uh, but then I migrated into the uh, IT industry uh, internationally. So I had half my career uh, doing uh, IT issues, in, in particular command and control systems for uh, defense departments, and that includes all the countries in, in Europe and, and, and NATO, as well as some of the work being done in the, in the United States. Uh, my military career, I was a U.S. Army Reserve officer. I reached the rank of, of, of colonel. I was primarily trained in special forces uh, after airborne school. I went to the, the what is called the Q course, qualification course at uh, what was previously known as Fort Bragg. I don't know what it's called now, uh, but at the Probably Special Fort Forces. Pansy, Colonel. Yeah, Pansy. Something, <laughs> something like that. Uh, but I eventually had uh, uh, experience, assignment experience in uh, and uh, qualifications in, in chemical infantry and uh, medical services. I did two tours in Afghanistan, one in Iraq, and also I had a special forces mission to Africa. Very nice. Quite a career, so, sir. Yes, sir. Congratulations. We salute you. Hey, now, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in our country. We have a lot of people in the media, a lot of people in alternative media, a lot of people that we think are on our side in the media. And how does that work today, Colonel Sala? Can you share a little bit? Well, it doesn't work. Uh, I, of course, the media has its own agenda. It's primarily uh, a leftist agenda, uh, and uh, it it uh, is constantly providing not just misinformation but you know disinformation. We saw that, of course, uh, prominently uh, during the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic, where uh, they were uh, had their own view of of what they what caused the pandemic was actually caused by. Uh, a creation of a virus in a Chinese laboratory, but they were promoting the idea that it, it was a natural out, outbreak. And then they went on to uh, reciprocally uh, supporting the uh, the COVID-19 vaccines. And we've now learned that there are neither safe nor effective yet. In fact, in many cases, there's there's actually still promoting that and promoting the lies that the, the Biden regime has been talking about since uh, you know it, it took power in Washington D.C. Uh, we we also see a lot of different disinformation coming out of the uh, the present you know Israeli 
uh, Hamas war, which is, uh, you know, propagated uh, through the media. Who takes they take a, a particular position and and promotes that position, whether you know, irregardless to the truth. Doctor Mike, yeah. Well, it, you know, we we it's so apparent that they're they're crooked and they're liars in the media, but it's been going on for so long that people, I think, become immune to it. But the really dangerous part is is how much they control the alternate media. If there is a percentage, or you could you could figure, I don't know if that's even possible. But clearly, there's people out there who who seem like uh, uh, you know conservatives um, or at least patriots that that are not. And I suppose you know that's the price of free speech. But uh, it's a, it's a terrible situation. And I, you know, I, I think the gullibility of Americans is built so much on the lack of proper education. And until we come to grips with the fact that the, the, the real birth of this problem we're confronting at the moment, uh, it's hard to think that anybody would want to be involved in a movement that at, at the top of its energy is led by a guy like Biden. But it comes from the universities. That's where all of this crap is taught, whether it's about economics about foreign policy, about uh, interpersonal relations, about uh, perversion. It all comes from the educational system. And that's another, it's another source of death for the republic that the citizens are paying for. And now I just, I just read this morning that uh, several very, very wealthy uh, uh, Jewish Americans want to cut the, the money they're giving to various universities if they don't stop criticism of Israel and and uh, uh, you know uh, uh, and actually they want the federal government to get involved with with uh, silencing people who demonstrate on, and on subjects they don't like. So it's well, it's, that'll be good for the university system if they cut some funding because then you get rid of the idiots. Well, you know. I yeah I don't think there's much to save in the university system perhaps in the hard sciences but in 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 uh, humanities or or what they used to call liberal arts there's nothing to lose there basically. Well, I Colonel think the problem, yeah. Well, the problem now is, 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 is in reference to what Doctor Mike just said is uh, they don't uh, they're not interested in in the truth or at least trying to find out what the truth of a situation is. They have political. Per- positions uh and this this is reflected of course in the media as well but in the universities uh they'll promote a particular uh idea or concept or or narrative based entirely on a political position whether it's right or left uh ir- regardless of whether you know it has anything to do with, with the facts so i you know i think uh, we're living in a in a post fact world the post evidence world so where things are based uh, you know positions are based on emotion uh you know rather than uh what the facts and the evidence yeah uh, not only emotion but to... on ideology yeah well the, the yeah. <laughs> ideology uh you know emotion is one of the foundations of ideology sure. rather than 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 factual uh fact-based uh you know, evidence. So I, I think that's what we're facing now. And we're, you know, we're seeing it blatantly, as you just suggested, in, in regard to what's happening in uh, with Israel and Hamas. 
And, and, Colonel, I don't understand what happens on the weekend where the Republicans have to get up every weekend and go on these antique shows, you know, the three networks, ABC and NBC and CBS, you know, meet the mess, get smacked all over about, oh, la, 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 and, and makes no sense. I mean, the people that used to watch those shows, they're dead. You know what I mean? They just keep those shows going so they could pay former staffers of Clinton and Bush a salary. You know what I mean? Who's going to watch those shows on a weekend? I mean, I don't watch them. Mike don't watch them. I don't know about you, but I'll tell you what. These Republicans can't get down there fast enough on 19th Street to get in the studio, you know? Yeah, I think they, in fact, a lot of the the policies that they support are, are not based on any of analysis of the policies, but, you know, whether it's, uh, uh, whether it helps them get on these particular programs or not. I think the, the, the to a large extent, the, the, Republican establishment is is totally intimidated by the New York Times and the Washington Post and the the major uh, news networks. So I think there there will never take a stand that requires courage if it uh, prevents them from, as you say, being on one of these uh, programs on the networks. Meet the mess, <laughs> beat the meat, whatever it is. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's exactly right, sir. And it's uh. I, I, what I would like to know uh, your your views on is uh, the military. What is going on in the military? And there uh, have they really whittled it out so it, only the people who agree with the wokeism and the the open immigration, or is there kind of a rumbling, uh, or maybe not? Maybe that's a bad word. But is there a current of view that this has got to stop? Uh, well, the short answer is no, in my opinion. Uh, what had happened over the since you know Obama uh, took office, uh, they've been appointing, and through the present day, they've been appointing uh, compliant, uh, you know, generals, flag officers, and ad, you know, generals and admirals uh, that are far, you know, very far to the to the left as compared to the traditional military. So they they've built up. Uh, you know this cadre of, of compliant office uh, general officers, and since then, uh, they've been pushing it down. Now I had re re I have had reports uh, from the ranks, and what I'm hearing is, you know, now even the junior officers, you know, the platoon and company level officers, are all woke and far to the left. And I had a report uh, uh, from from one officer who's still a conservative and he found himself in real trouble because he was discussing politics within you know within the group you know off off duty and every one of the other officers you know just pounced on him for having any conservative views or saying anything positive for example about uh, donald trump it's a you know, it, it, increasingly, it looks like if, if the if the pro solution to this problem doesn't come from the civilian sector, it's not going to come at all. There's no there's no cavalry on the way, it seems. No, it's going to have to be ordinary Americans. In my opinion, Washington, D.C. is hopelessly corrupt. I don't think it can be fixed. So, you know, I think that has to be some kind of, uh, you know, bottom up insert political insurgency 
that that changes things. I mean, look at the military. You have an invasion. You know, millions of of illegal aliens are invading the United States through the southern border, and and no one in the military is is, is speaking up, and it's their job to defend the country. So, and of course, the Republicans, uh, you know, in Washington D.C. are saying nothing about or doing nothing, certainly about what's happening at the southern border, and and the Democrats like it. So. Uh, you know, we have, in my opinion, a you know, corrupt uh, globalist uniparty controlling Washington, D.C., whose uh, aims and, and goals uh, are, do not match uh, ordinary Americans whatsoever. Well said. And if anything happens, they're the first ones to put a fence around the Capitol. We have to save the Capitol. We have to save the democracy. General, uh, are you aware of this lady that had a, li- a, a high-level position somewhere in, I think it's DOD? She was an Iranian. and uh, oh, Yeah, yeah, that's, now, uh, what is it, Tabata Dist or Tabata uh-huh. or something like that. She is, yeah, she is, uh, uh, what, as far as I can ascertain, an Iranian spy. Absolutely. Who's Got working. to the top position. She has a top position in special operations in the Pentagon. And, and uh, you know, of course, there was this representative from the Biden administration uh, uh, to Iran, I think was his name, Molly, Molly or something like that. I, I don't recall exactly. But uh, they took, you know, believe it or not, this, this is how bad it was that Christopher Ray actually revoked his security clearance. So Christopher Ray, who's you know a lapdog for the Biden regime, actually took the step that he felt he had to take away the security clearance from the Biden administration's representative uh, to Iran because I mean I don't know what happened, but it must be really really bad, uh, you know, for him him to do that. And there's also another guy, uh, you know, I can't recall his name either, uh, who was who was in the uh, National Security Council. Uh, and is responsible for uh, choosing what the top intelligence activities for the intelligence community to do. So you have, you know, these three pro-Iranian uh, people, uh, you know, who, who, at least in my opinion, are, are you know, are spies for Iran at the highest levels of our national security apparatus. And they probably give it all the information that Iran needs about the military personnel and who's 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 where and in, in the world well, uh, yeah, on you, ships or on bases you know yeah you you have a, a hat trick here for Iran you have uh, as i said the, there's an individual in the national security council who's responsible for setting the intelligence priorities for the intelligence community so you know that information is probably going to Iran from a diplomatic standpoint you have the biden Biden's representative to Iran, who had his security clearance taken away. And you have this woman in, in the Pentagon who's responsible for special operations. You know, it's mm-hmm. Iran couldn't have it any better than having three people like that working for them. Yeah, especially when we send billions of dollars over from Obama and Biden to the Iranians that, you know, hey, listen, uh, they'll take care of those families that they have back home very well. They'll be in very good shape, you know. And uh, this is, we are totally, I think, we have been totally compromised uh, 
in every level in, in this country. And we have people running around the hill and in Washington, D.C., like chicken went out heads. And everybody's on K Street lobbying. And the lobbyists are coming and saying, we need this, we need that. In fact, they had a thing on Twitter today about, you know, one of the defense uh, industries stocks just, you know, as soon as this thing happened in Israel, you know, the stocks are going to shoot through the roof. And, you know, we don't have weapons. We're sending them to Ukraine. And then you, you find out Israel sending them to Ukraine. And now we have to send weapons to Israel. And you say to yourself, like, what what's in it for us? We're paying the taxes. We're paying all this. Who asked us what, what our opinion was? You know what I mean? Well, we're the the poor American taxpayers on both sides of this war in the Middle East now. Of course, there's a lot of money going to uh, to Israel to just to, to support not only their defense but also probably uh, the, the operations of the country. And you also have money being sent to the the Palestinian authorities, and and maybe and, and I, because Hamas controls the Palestinian. A legislative council they're getting money uh, as well so it's like the, the, the you know the american taxpayer is, is caught in a vice you know in a situation where the politicians in washington dc are, are working with you know both sides of the conflict for the benefit you know i would say mostly for the uh, military industrial complex and the globalists final uh, couple of minutes we have one minute, am I? Can you shoot it, or you want to go, Doctor Dr. Sullen? Either Let, one, go ahead. Yeah, let's have Doctor Sullen Philip finish up. I was just going to say very quickly that if the if twenty twenty three doesn't show anything else, it shows the absolute ridiculousness of foreign policy based on foreign aid and directing people how to vote and uh, do that kind of stuff. It's just a it's all a, right, the bottomless pit. All right, I'm going to have to close it up. Dr. Sellen, thank you for coming on. We hope you come back again anytime. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys. It's always an interesting uh, conversation. Well, we want to thank our guest, Dr. Sellen. And Keep don't forget, up, Monday to Friday, we're going to say thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. And we mean that. With liberty and justice for all, Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike signing off. We'll be back next week, 7 o'clock Eastern Time.